You've got mail. <laughs> that, that was my part. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the mail-in. Sorry we're running a little late, but we're having a little bit of issues. Yeah, That's Kayla, what's it. what's the situation like where, where you are right now? So You're in Jackson, I am correct? stranded in Jackson. I am coming to you guys live from my boyfriend's closet <laughs> for the best acoustics. Um yeah, it's pretty. We have power. We have water. Everything is normal. My apartment back home, though, does not have either of those things. It has not since Monday, so I'm very fortunate to be here. But I did come here for a weekend trip last Thursday. It's now been a week. Um, so that is great. I uh, So it's currently <laughs> snowing, it, like hard snow. Oh, it started snowing again. I forgot. Yes. Um, so I've had power this whole time in Austin, Texas, beautiful Austin, Texas. I don't have water currently. Um, so I have gotten water from my pool in the courtyard, which is fun. Um, and we had a, a pipe burst in our apartment complex last night. So that's why we, I couldn't record last night because the fire alarm was going oh, on. Oh, that happened in my apartment. I got an email about it. That's happening everywhere. Yeah. So the fire alarm went off for like a good three hours again after going off for a good three hours on Monday. Did you go out or did you stay inside with the noise? No, I stayed inside. I oh was like, I'm God. going, I'm going down with the ship. The craziest thing I've seen that I think is hilarious are people are melting snow from outside on their stove mm-hmm. and then pouring it in the toilet so they can flush it. Yep. Yep. I've seen that. Getting creative. Yeah, it was well, super fun earlier in the week. It was like, it's snowing. Oh, let's go sledding. Let's do this. And now it's like, oh, my God, we are literally iced in. Yeah, it's it's one thing when you you can have some snow and cold and be cozy and, you know, sip uh, hot toddies by the, by the fire. But it's another when you just don't have water or uh, a lot of people don't have power. So thankfully, I, I looked out more than a lot. Randy um, of the washed media network hasn't had power or water for like four days so that's how i would be if i were back home so yeah, yeah. i told him i was like by the way like even if my flight is back on i'm not leaving until my apartment has power so you're stuck totally with fair. me <laughs> if <laughs> let's get let's get to some mail sorry yeah if, sorry if you're here for the first time you may be wondering what, what are we talking about and what is the mail-in podcast well simply put our uh our our mission here is to answer your questions. Any situation you may run into in your 20s or 30s, you may be a post-grad, you may be a millennial, I am, you may be corporate, you may be not corporate. Uh, We know what you're going through at this time of your life and we're gonna try to help you through. Uh, So we try to make you laugh, we try to make you smile, try to make you think, and we try to make you remember a situation that you've been in that we may be able to tackle uh, and help somebody else moving forward. Now, we need your help. We need you to tell a friend about this podcast. Say it's 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 basically the easiest way to get into wash media because you can relate to all these questions, right? It's you don't need there's no loading phase per se. Nope. So what you can do is you can subscribe on iTunes, follow on Spotify, um, and then provide us with some content at the hotline number, call and leave a voicemail, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Mail as in like send a letter. Um, or you can write in at the link in the Twitter or Instagram bio at mail-in podcast and new feature alert. I'm going to ASMR here, new feature alert. Um, there's a, a Spotify box below the episode description that if you're listening on Spotify, you can ask your questions in that little box. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And then we want your follow-ups. So yep. Do we have any follow-ups from last week, Kayla? We don't have any follow-ups from last week, but I did. we did get a hold of the original poster for the Friends in Denver question, and so I added him to the group and got him in touch with the rest of the couples. So they are living in perfect harmony as friends so now. You are you are officially the internet's matchmaker. I am the friend matchmaker you never knew that you needed. Again, you guys, if you're somewhere where you don't have any friends – let me know, and I will try to match people. Literally, Kayla, Kayla is just, just do age, sex, location with Kayla. <laughs> and, cool. ASL. I'll have a yeah. master spreadsheet, and I'll, and I'll match everyone together. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, 
All right, Kayla, let's get into these. I don't have the, your uh, your your sound effects, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna run with this one. Is that cool? Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm just gonna pass the torch to you to read the questions. Here we go. This one comes from Garrett. Garrett asks Brett and Kayla, "I'm writing to get your thoughts on getting out of a rut. I'm about to turn 25. I'm a little over halfway through law school, and I'm one month out of a short and not super serious relationship." Okay. I can tell that I'm mentally and physically in a rut, and I'm trying to figure out how best to get out. My time is scarce because school is demanding right now, and while I'd love to be in a good relationship, the dating scene is tough in my city. Shouts to Columbia, South Carolina. Go Cox. Uh, it's tough because there's virtually no young professional population. Okay, it's college town. That makes sense. I plan on moving to a bigger city nearby after I graduate. Charlotte or Charleston, both of which are super tight. That's my ad lib there, um, which I know are the opposite of where I am now. Since the dating prospects aren't excellent, I'd prefer to focus on myself now and hang tough until I move. Unfortunately, that's not my strong suit. I have a great group of friends through school that I play golf and music with on the reg, but what should I do to shift the focus to myself and get better at being single? back into the gym you're getting back into a gym routine but what else would you suggest i do for a singleness slash hotness journey in 2021 okay so i love i love this question because i am a big i'm big on getting to know yourself and getting to be happy with yourself before you're ready to jump in with somebody else and it seems Mm -hmm. like that's exactly what he's trying to do some some good old quality me myself and i eat pray love journey as i like to joke about it um eat pray love journey is like eat uh, pray love you know figure out who you are what nothing i was doing i was doing a bad journey (laughs) um so I, I like everything he's doing so far. And I, I agree. You're, you're planning on leaving, so there's really no point in trying to date somebody because you're going to move. So this is the time to focus on yourself. So I thought about this one for a bit. Now, my first suggestion just is going to be work on your cooking skills. Like Ooh. master a few really good dishes so that then you're like, that's adding on some points when you're back in, in the dating world, you know? You can cook okay. some amazing meals, maybe grill, like learn how to grill. Like do something that you have to eat. So just, you know, pick up, watch some YouTube videos, watch the Food Network. Like just get cranking in the kitchen. That's my first suggestion. Now you go. Okay. Your turn. Oh, my turn. Okay. So yeah. I want to say that I relate to this guy because I feel like the monotony of law school combined with like being in a college town combined with like the, the kind of the COVID, right. You're, you're sort of stuck in the place you are. I feel like I I feel this guy's like kind of energy on a personal level, right. Where it's, he wants to work on himself, but he's kind of limited in what he can do. He can get in the gym. Obviously that's, that's everybody's like, you know, run of the mill answer. Oh, go get in the gym and, and get hot. Right which is what we're all trying to do. But I think this guy, he like, he wants something more and he's not necessarily worried about dating right now, which I totally understand unless you're like on Bumble for South Carolina chicks, which is like, yeah. do you want to be dating a 21 year old and you're in law school? I To each their own. But um, I, I like the, uh, the swing journey myself. Get on oh, the swing. Get on the range every day, which is not only is it a great tool to like better uh, a skill of life in golf, it is a very good way to get your mind off of again the monotony of law school and I have to read this you know this text this two hundred pages of text later and I have to read this case and do a case brief later. Going to the range is what I've done. To, to get out of my head for the last like yeah, six blow months. off some steam mm-hmm. clear your head you, yeah that's you nice. don't don't even have to play like don't have to play nine don't have to play 18 if if you are a fan of golf at all i found that going to the range is a phenomenal form of like like therapy i guess uh, that's that might be 
giving it no, too much credit. But... No, that makes complete sense. Or that's where I get so jealous that guys have golf because, like, women, we don't really have anything like that to do together or by ourselves. Yeah, it's like a, it's a perfect way to clear your mind and and blow off steam at the same time. That's not like going to work out and having to you know stress your body type of thing. Yeah. Um, okay. My next thing would be to organize some kind of trip, you know, like you like to golf, like go plan like a a golf weekend with the guys somewhere safe, you know, do something safe, of course, but plan something, have something to look forward to maybe do that every couple months, just so that you, you're not so stagnant in your town. Um, you just like go on a road trip and go play, play some golf with your, with your bros. Having something to look forward to, uh-huh. uh, like a trip or a a goal that involves like a, a set date in the future, mm-hmm. is like a night and day motivator versus just being like expecting yourself to work out every day or whatever. Yeah. So, if you have a trip uh, with your buddies to to Charleston or to uh, like Destin or or uh, something even more exotic like Kiowa or something like that. There's like a ton of places to golf out there. Just Absolutely. Take a nice little yeah. weekend trip. Maybe even go to the beach. I know it's cold, but you know, just do something, mm-hmm. something that you can plan on that will be really fun for you to look forward to, to motivate like you to get um, through get through the hard stuff. Another point would be find out like on a Saturday afternoon. When, when maybe the books are closed for a bit, what do you, what do you find your brain wandering to? Like, what do you mentally, like, do you, do you just want to play call of duty for four hours? Do you, do you, are you really interested in like a, like a historical period? Like where, where does your brain wander? Yeah. What, you don't or what's have... something you've always wanted to know more about? Like what's something right. that intrigues you that like you want to focus on, like maybe learn a language or, or like, well, do a do a I almost said do a lingo. What I what I I found myself doing is one I get really into uh, like family history, like genealogy, which I think is really interesting, and I research that on like a Saturday afternoon if I got nothing going on in in quarantine type of thing. Oh, or if cool. he, you know, maybe he has a uh, he's a lawyer, but but maybe look into all right, twenty years in the future, and I want to have my own practice or be a partner at something. What does that look like? Like build your the next level of your career before you even started the first level of your career. Oh, and I think that idea. sort of yeah. motivates you. Just build to, on what you already know. Yeah, exactly. Like act like you're a 30 year old lawyer when you're 24. So you lay the groundwork of what those next steps are and where you want to be. Because obviously the, the, the practice of law, you can split off in so many different directions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, law school starts pretty law school 101. And then you sort of decide whether you want to be in corporate law or constitutional law or defend, you know, prosecution, whatever. So um, maybe don't plan your next steps, but, but learn more about which next step there is after kind of that intro level and um, maybe tell yourself to, to figure out which way you want to go in the future. Yeah. A couple other things or one more big kind of point that I want to make is if you're one thing is you can pivot your hobbies into like the next step of them. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you like to run, maybe challenge yourself. I mean, I know you probably can't actually do a 5k or a 10k now, but just challenge yourself, make your own plan to run a 5k. Or if you're big into lifting weights, set a goal. Like you want to be able to bench press this amount by this day, you know, like set a goal for yourself to like, take it to the next step. Don't just go through the motions every day of working out and doing this, like set goals for yourself. Like you want to be able to do certain things or, I mean, I'm trying to think of other things that happen when you work out what other goals you can make. But I think Let's get really that is a good place to start. Let's get super um, ripped. Okay. A couple other just super quick things that I thought about uh, were like, if you're not super overwhelmed with reading books right now, cause I know you're a student and that's just grueling reading, find something that is completely opposite of what you're doing. Like maybe get into some like, um, super fictiony books or audiobooks like just very made up things that take your brain to another place that's not going to make you think things you can turn your brain off like that's why I read these murder mystery books because like I cannot think about anything else like, it's fine my mind doesn't wander 
couple other things if you're into it would be like some yoga some meditation just to like reset your mind and reset your brain and just like center yourself um also my quarantine hobby was plants boy did i get into plants plant some seeds like make a garden like some herbs some jalapenos some tomatoes like it's fun to watch that stuff grow and it it really it's i feel sound like such a lame but like watching like seeing your first seeing your first bloom of the season is something that you it's a kind of joy that you don't expect to feel it's like watching your baby take its first steps like the first plant that i bought when it started to bloom i was like oh my god this is the best thing i've ever seen like it was like giving birth i was so excited to watch it so that's one thing if you have the space it's like really rewarding (laughs) it sounds so weird but i love my plants now like i just love them they're so much fun they're all probably frozen right now but we love them and i quote kayla said it's like giving birth to a plant. It is watching that first bloom. When that bloom pops for the first time, you are just like so proud that you did that. <laughs> it's so <laughs> great. It's so great. I can't um, tell you how rewarding it is. Before we move on, I'll just real quick, I'll say uh wine or bourbon. Get into one of the two. Have a pretty oh. have, have a have a not like don't be snobby bourbon guy or snobby wine guy, but have a knowledge of, just learn. of what, yeah, have yeah. a knowledge of what each kind of bourbon is single, you know, uh, single malt whiskey versus, versus bourbon versus uh, Irish, you know, or wine, you know what a Merlot is versus a Cab versus a Pinot. Like get a little yeah, bit into that that's a good idea. because that's only good going idea. to help you moving forward when you move to a new city and you're hanging out with, with people in their late twenties and it's like, Oh, I have this really good cab or, Oh, I don't like this Zinfandel or whatever. Oh, so. that's good. I mean, my wine tasting, as far as I get is a nice little Michael Scott, sort of an oaky afterbirth. That's as far <laughs> as I get into wine. Tasting. All taste oh good my me. gosh. Well, do you know what okay. we could all use during this, this period of quarantine, Kayla or not quarantine, what? I should say, well, but it's just like locked in our down. houses. <laughs> what can we use? <laughs> we could use sun basket. A nice warm meal. Oh, yeah. Getting dinner on the table quickly does not have to mean sacrificing nutrition and quality. With Sun Basket, you can actually have it all every single day. It's 2021, Kayla. You don't have to wear pants. You don't have to commute. And we'll be darned if you have to worry about eat healthy decisions. Sun Basket wants you to have your healthiest year yet, and they're making it easier than ever to do so. Their fresh and ready meals are just $8.99. $8.99. So they're good for your body and your budget. And they're perfect for right now because I've been making sun baskets to get over this this ridiculous time where I cannot leave my apartment because there is snow all over the, the roads and they don't plow them here. So just a uh, that's, a, that's an ad lib on my part. Every sun basket meal is filled with only premium quality real food, including organic, fresh produce, antibiotic and hormone-free meats, and sustainably sourced seafood from suppliers they know and trust. Say that fucking 10 times fast. Sorry. No, that's basket. like from Wedding Crashers, self-sustained scallop. Self-sustained scallop. Oh, scallop sounds so good. <laughs> oh. uh, Chef won Michelin Awards and a James Beard Award. Why not take the Insane. night off and let them cook for you? Which you, uh, like, I didn't know necessarily what that was. But once you heard that, you were like, oh, no. oh shit. Okay. Those are big time food awards. Big time. Big time. And they're, they're, the meals are so easy to make and they don't look like your traditional, like uh, frozen, you know, fresh and ready. You know what, you know what I'm saying? Like they don't look like your beautiful yes. meals. And they come out looking phenomenally. Um, delicious meals such as, ready for this, Kayla? Butter chicken with basmati rice pilaf. Uh, no brainer. Ready. Beef chili with cheddar and Greek Love yogurt. butter chicken. Love butter chicken. Or creamy mushroom penne with baby spinach and almonds. Come on. They also have this dope cauliflower mac and cheese that I, I literally crave on a on like a daily basis. It's it's bad. Um, Sun basket fresh and ready meals come freshly prepared and ready to heat up in as little as six minutes. How about that? Six minutes, and then you have a beautiful meal ready to freaking go. All you have to do is heat and eat, which means no prep, no mess. 
literally perfect, tailor-made for a time like this, or any time, really. So right now, SunBasket is offering $35 off your order when you go right now to sunbasket.com slash randy and enter promo code randy at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash randy and enter promo code randy at checkout for $35 off your order. Sunbasket.com slash randy and enter promo code randy at checkout. Can you tell during this read that my mouth is watering so I cannot speak? All right, let's do the next one, Kayla. Perfect. Okay. Scott from North Carolina. Go Heels. His words, not mine. No idea what that even means. Okay. What's your question? It's hard Heels, Kayla. <laughs> hey, internet friends I've never met. I have a more serious question and would appreciate y'all's insight. I recently experienced something that has led me to stop drinking. I wouldn't say I'm an alcoholic, but when I drink too much, I don't like who comes out on the other side. Eventually, I'd like to be able to drink casually. Is there anything you and your friends have done to put some sort of governor on the drinks and keep your booze in check? Obviously, cutting out liquor helps. Thanks to y'all and the entire Wash crew for what you do. See, I like this question. There's a, a degree of vulnerability here and admitting his you know, problem that I'm proud of this guy for, for writing in. Me too. To I'm so Absolutely. proud of him. Big life changes. And honestly... I personally haven't drank since before Christmas. So I feel this and I feel like I have a lot to contribute here just because I used to be a big, big drinker. I would go out every weekend. I'd get home. I drink wine at my apartment alone all the time. And the hardest part I found was when you're out with friends and everyone is giving you a hard time about why aren't you drinking? Why aren't you drinking? And that seems to be the hardest part is like, how socially you're made to seem wrong if you don't want to indulge. It's like people don't want you to say no. And it's it's difficult at first, but what you need to realize mm-hmm. is like you can still have an active and fun social life without alcohol. It's perfectly, it's doable. And I've done it and it, you can do it. But this yeah. question, it's like part of growing up and like – and just growing and maturing is recognizing habits that you don't want to carry forward. Like for me, I don't like how I feel when I drink. So it's something that I've started to, I started to cut back on. I did sober January. Then obviously my health challenge with my gym, I'm not allowed to drink. But even when this is all over, I I will continue to take a step back. And just Mm -hmm. because I feel better without it, as this guy probably does too. I like that. Yeah. And he, he brought up a good point. You know, he, he wants to drink casually in the future at some point. Totally cool. Um, but he said, obviously, cutting out liquor is a, a good option. So 1,000%. That's sort of the, the run-of-the-mill answer. You're, to get hammered on beer is, is difficult. But, you know, I, I like that's that. That's He's not trying to yeah. get hammered. You can drink casually. Right. You can hold a beer in your hand. You can even yep. order a beer and just hold it and nurse. That's what I do. I'm, I'm the queen of that. Whenever I go to the lake, I'll get one white claw and I'll just hold on to that same white claw the whole time I'm at the gym. Sorry, busy. My busy. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think switching to, you know, just going to an all beer situation is a, a good next step once he's ready to get back into that. I love what you're doing right now. Just, just being able to cut things out and um, eventually if you want to dabble back into it, I think strictly beer is a great option. The other option you can do is if you if you don't want to drink, whether it be socially or whatever, um, channel that energy into something else or or place blame on something. Not, I think that's the wrong way of putting it, but say, hey, I'm working on my body this year. Yeah, I'm just going to cut out booze. Uh, yeah, I'm working out early in the morning, so I can't drink tonight. Sorry, guys. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, you don't, one... Sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. I, <laughs> I think it just pl- I, I, placing the blame on – doing something else like getting your body good or, or whatever is, is I'm putting it the wrong way, but I think my point is coming through that if Focus you are you're being on, you're on health, you're on a health journey. Yeah. If you're being peer pressured and like, Oh, you, you, you know, you pussy, why aren't you drinking? Dude, I, I, I got, I'm working on my body this month. I'm going to see where I can get to. Uh, just going to, going to lay Hurt. off the sauce for you. Know, yep. just stop for a couple of weeks and see what happens. Yeah. And I do think that, you do. You need to confide in at least one friend that you can really trust that won't be judgmental or harsh, and let mm-hmm. them know how you're feeling and have them kind of be your yep. your go to person, like your spirit guide, like someone that you can just go to and be like, "Hey, 
someone that you're around socially so that they they can you know make sure to like not stick up for you but like not let yeah. you be fed to the to the wolves if someone mm-hmm. starts going off just let them know like i made some decisions and some things have happened that i'm not proud of and i don't want to be that person so i'm taking the next steps to try to better myself by cutting mm-hmm. back on this if you i would like you to help me make those decisions sure and like, i want to make it i want to make a sponsor but that's not what i mean right I want to make a clear distinction there because I thought of that too. Are you, I, yeah. it's it's awesome to have a wingman going through this yeah, journey that's that you're what on. I mean, like a wingman. But, yeah. But do not, please do not put it all on them oh, to no, stop no, no. you from you know you like can, can confidently tell exactly this. Not you'll have everyone else that you're just like, oh no, I'm working on my body. But I think you need mm-hmm. to have one person that knows exactly why you're doing it. Totally, but don't expect your buddy, your buddy Connor, to stop you. Like, like, hey, man, if if I even get close to alcohol tonight, it's all on you to stop me from drinking. Oh that's yeah, unf- don't that's, put the pressure on that. That's unfair. But confide in him. Say, hey, here's what I'm going through. Here's what I'd like to get to as a person. Um, you mind if I, you know, bounce stuff off of you? Also, then, that person may be on. like. Then if you're out to dinner, you're out with your friends and like you don't order a drink, maybe then they won't order a drink too. And then that'll make you, you know, like it'll make you feel better that like you're not the only person not drinking. But it is easy just to say no. And you're going to save a bunch of money. So just think about it yep. that way. You can say, hey, we're, we're working on saving some money this year. We're working on the body this year. Those are good excuses to just say, hey, I'm, I'm all set for right now. Um, going beer only eventually is uh, a good option too. You can also do the one drink rule where if you want to wet your whistle a bit, hey, I'm going to have one beer and then switch to iced tea. If, if, yeah. Or I'm going to have one glass of wine and switch to uh, seltzer. You know, you're, exactly. you always have one beer. And that's usually a one drink rule is not going to put you on a slippery slope to a place you don't want to be. That's like, you know, three or four drinks later. But one drink is you're going to get that satisfaction of having that, that beer taste or the wine, t- whatever. And you you can you know if that's considered a treat to yourself give yourself a treat and then you're still in a position where it's not going to um put you on a place or put you on a path to a place you don't want to be so yeah also you can try to find some activities that aren't revolving around drinking like start doing stuff that aren't like invite your friends to do things that aren't like centered around drinking um Mm -hmm. another thing what i like to do is like just don't don't bring attention to it by not, by talking about it. like, Oh no, I'm not drinking. Wow. It's like, just don't, just don't talk about it. And then if you are somewhere where drinking is involved and you just don't want to indulge, you can order a water with a lime and just ask them to put it in a glass, you know, because yep. usually totally. they give it to you like in a paper cup. I would just say water with lime. Can you put it in a glass? Cause then it's like, no one's going to ask questions. No one knows what's going on. They think you're drinking. It's not like it's a big deal. Like you're not lying. You're just, you're not bringing attention to it. You know what's funny is is half the time, or I, I guess I never really realized this, but when you're at like a tailgate or something like that, the reason I like having a beer or a drink so much is because it gives something to do with your hands. Exactly. You want to hold. That's how I feel at a bar. I have to have something in my hand. So if you have a, a water with lime or a, a seltzer with lime, it's going to give you the same like effect confidence-wise of having something in your hand mm-hmm. that now you're, you're totally fine to, to do whatever around the bar or around the restaurant with. So exactly. Exactly. Or like you can get like a Red Bull or something, you know, like oh. just mm-hmm. order something that puts something in your hand or just a soda, you know, but I, I do like the go-to water with lime in a glass because then you blend in. Love it's it. not like, Oh, check out this girl. Um, also one thing I will say is I kind of, still want to be around you like don't don't think that because you're not drinking no one wants to hang out with you people are still going to want to be around you people are still going to invite you places don't think of it as like you're some loser now you're not you're working on yourself which makes you even better than you were before Bam. or just say you're pregnant anyway next one, <laughs> next one. this one comes from parker What's going on, Parker? He says, hey, Brett and Kayla, I'm loving the new twist on the pod. Here's the scenario. I'm in the midst of my first ever set up by friends dating situation. I really like the girl after meeting her and we're going on our first date this weekend. Okay. The question is, would you handle a romantic relationship differently because you were introduced by friends? 
this girl is my best friend's wife's best friend. Do we follow, Kayla? Best friend's wife's, yes. wife's best, best friend. Best friend's wife's best friend. I know I need to mind my P's and Q's, of course, but what else should I consider? Personally, I think the prospects of already having another couple you know is awesome, but comes along with some additional pressure. Take care, y'all. What do you got for Parker? First of all, Parker, I'm a little worried about your dating etiquette prior to this. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> you seem really worried about doing the right thing, which makes it seem like maybe your choices before have not been great when it comes to dating. <laughs> I also I, just want to say that the, you shouldn't treat it any differently. You shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I, the, the reason I, I like what he says is there's some additional pressure because you know that your boy, when you get back from the days, you'd be like, dude, how'd it go? How'd it go? And you know that his wife is going to be peppering her with the other how end. to go, how to go. Yeah. yeah. So know that that's going to happen and just try to try to push that out because you have a couple advantages here. One, you you have that that friendship that's already been built with your your other friends to um, kind of draw from in terms of interests and uh, things to talk about. It's not going to be an awkward like twenty one questions interview. Yeah, you and, have to talk about your friends, and I feel like that is like such a good icebreaker on a first date. Yes. Two, there's familiarity. Like, you know, you know, each other's past. Your your friends have filled you in on nine different things. You know what she doesn't like because your buddy has been like, oh, don't like, don't get the jalapeno poppers. They make her gassy or like whatever. I don't <laughs> okay. Know. I'm going to stop you there because I set people up on a blind date last year uh-huh. and we didn't tell them anything about each other. Like, oh, they really? only knew okay. each other's first names. Yeah. I mean, as I said last week, they're still together. So patting okay. me up myself on the back but no we didn't tell them anything about each other because we wanted them to go in blind because then you kind of have these ideas already about somebody so i i I, again i don't know the situation it could be that they know you know it seems like they've actually met before yes they've definitely they've met before i'm sure maybe it was like a a, an apartment like party or bar situation where they are acquaintances and now they're going to give a an actual one-on-one a try I do say my only suggestion is just to be as honest as possible. Like if you're not feeling it, you got to say something. Don't force it because you feel like mm-hmm. you have to because these are your friends of a friend. Just don't yeah. force it. Be yourself. If you're not feeling it or if you are feeling it, you just be honest. Just just that's all I can say really. Be on your best behavior, be honest and just, just that's, that's really all you can do. That's different, but you should be like that with every date. I'm just going to say it, <laughs> but yeah, that's how I feel. I think you'll also know pretty quickly if there is a spark or a future or not, because uh, there's going to be some birdies chirping outside after this date. So that's, and you do have to be very careful too, is like, if you do start dating and it is, and you know, it does progress, you have to be just kind of mindful of like, you don't, you're going to potentially be running into each other again if it doesn't end well. So just be very mindful of that. Yep. Go in open-minded, let it rip, do your thing. And uh, here we go. Let's do the next one. Next question. This is from Toner. Wonder if his, I wonder if he knows Toner breadsticks. Anyway, (laughs) Toner says, Hey y'all, I have a question that I'd love a female perspective on. I think that's, oh, that means you, my Kayla. time to shine. So I am excited to hear newly appointed Kayla's take. What is the consensus on lab grown diamonds? From my research, they are still real diamonds and much more affordable, but I know some girls see them as fake. I also realize the ring isn't for me, so I don't have too much of a leg to stand on in the argument. Just want to get the women I love a baller ass ring. Thanks. Okay, That's so I, I really appreciate this question because okay. a lot of guys would just do the lab grown diamond and not even have a conversation about it and they would just never <laughs> address it. You know, the way that yes. I see it, I did a little bit of research on these before the show because I wanted to be informed. Okay. As far as I can tell, and as far as the naked eye can tell, they're the same thing. It's not a cubic zirconia, it's not synthetic, it is a it's a real diamond. All the properties are exactly the same, which right. I don't really even know what that means, but that's what I read. <laughs> um, 
so this is the way in my you wanted the females perspective this is what i'm going to say to do i hope that this is something that you guys have been talking about and like she knows that you guys are getting engaged so that you can be able to do this properly because some people just want to super surprise but if you've been talking about it you have to you have to bring this up and say I really want to get you the ring that you want, but it may not be in my price range. However, an alternative would be a lab-grown diamond, which is the new thing right now. It's popping. They're everywhere. Um, so I would take her to a jewelry store and one that has lab-grown and natural diamonds and present options. You know, like, so this is the ring in my budget you can get with a natural diamond versus this is the ring you can get with a, a lab grown diamond. And I guarantee you, she's going to want the bigger baller ring that is going to be lab grown. And I just think that's what you need to do. You got to present both options and let her pick which one you cannot tell looking at pictures of them. Anyways, you can't tell the difference in a jeweler. If you take it to get appraised or anything, it's a diamond. I looked all this up. I could be wrong. Yeah. But I so, so you get like a thousand dollar lab grown diamond. You bring it to sell back to a jeweler, and he's like, "Oh, I'll give you twenty grand for this thing." You never know. <laughs> um, it's an investment vehicle. Also, one thing I want to point on that a lot of people, that women, I guess you could say, tend to oversee, or I don't even think that's the right word. My brain is made of mush right now. Um, is that whenever you're getting married, like you're financing, your finances are each other's finances. So the ring is not necessarily a shared item that you're both going to wear, but the expense of the ring is a shared item. And I would hate for my future husband to go blow all of his money because he's trying to get me some ring that he necessarily can't afford. So it is a conversation that you need to have. Do you if you if your wife or your fiance is like spend all your money on me i want this ring blow your savings okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can finance you, it that's one thing we were discussing you can finance it put a down payment and then make payments communication is huge here um yes. because the the stigma like cupid zirconium to me is what i thought he meant here yes but so not. there's cz is like I, I don't think you I don't think you go there. Yeah, I don't think you go there. No, and those cost $20 at Nordstrom and the little Nordstrom rack and the little jewelry thing. Labrone, I'm intrigued by, but I'm still a traditionalist here. I I want the natural thing, you know, like that's that's where... I get it. And everyone does want the natural thing. But if if I'm presented two options and I could get a one carat natural diamond or a two carat lab grown, I would prefer to have the two carat lab grown. And this, and like the style that I like, you know, I don't care though. I'm very, I, I, it's like a couple years ago, I would be like, sell your car, give me (laughs) the five carat emerald cut. I don't care what you have to do. But now, like that, I'm grown and mature, I'm like, do what you can afford. I don't want my, my, my marriage to start out with us with no money or my husband not having any money or us in debt because he decided to go buy something that was completely insane. That's fair, but we did we did talk about this in that like there's different ways to buy a ring here. Yeah, and there are different avenues to get to the ring you want. One of them being a starter diamond. Yes, starter so if you, diamond. If you do not want to like blow your savings, I, I know some people that pay for rings in cash, which I think is crazy, but. When, when you can finance a ring at 0% for a couple of years and get the yeah. same. So I, I get that people don't want to have debt. I understand that. But but I don't know. There's, there's a whole debt financing versus cash in your pocket argument that I can I can go on forever about. But I think that there are jewelry stores where if you buy one one thing, like if you finance it, like in a couple of years, you can go in and like trade it up and upgrade it into something better. Like they do it for you. I think it's- Yeah, it's, it's like- building equity in the diamond that you yeah. have. Yeah. Yeah, so you buy a one carat and then in a couple years you can go and just swap it out and then it's like mm-hmm. it's like leasing a car almost you just keep yeah. trading it in and getting the newer better version until you settle on the one that is it for you. Right. Right, right, right. Um but yeah, I think this points to a larger argument that don't don't bankrupt yourself with a ring, don't bankrupt no. yourself with a house. Don't don't put a a ring on a credit card. Please, 
Like that's also not an option. Um, <laughs> but anyway, lab grown diamond versus real diamond. I'm a, I tend to go real. That's a traditionalist in me, but the, the answer here is communicate. I agree. Get you got to present involved. the options to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to get her involved, show her what she can and cannot get. And then there you go. And then she can make the decision for you. But also, yeah, it is the sentiment that you want to get the woman you oh. love a baller ass ring. I love She's that though. A lucky gal. She is very lucky and it, it'll be, it'll work out. You'll get her what she wants. But I mean, she, a lot of times, if you don't, what I've heard from my friends that are engaged, it's like you go into the ring shopping with this idea of what you want. And then when you try it on, you absolutely hate it. So she may think that she wants something and then you take her and then she's like, oh, I actually hate that. I'm fine with the cheaper version. Like I like this way more than I do like that fancy cut. Um, But yeah, it is something you need to talk about just because it's such a big expense and it's something she's going to wear every day for the rest of her life. So you want to make sure you get her what she wants. That's one thing I will say. I don't care how much you spend, but get her something as close to what she wants as possible because she has to wear it every day. Like if I say I want a gold ring and someone gives me something sterling silver, I'm going to not be happy. (laughs) So just do something, get as close as you can. Kayla just wants a ring pop. Okay. I just want a ring pop. (laughs) This next one comes from Sam. Just to Sam. Sam asks us, Kayla, he says, Brett and Kayla can't wait to see what y'all have in store for the new mail-in. This is week five, right? We're, we're kind of getting old here. I know. Well, uh, no, remember, I, I we, we pulled some questions from the archive. I see. Okay. Uh, Sam says, I'm a 27-year-old guy working at a job I like and that likes me, but it's in a terrible city, and my wife and I are planning to move back to my hometown, which is a couple states away when her contract is up at the end of June. He asks us, how and when do I tell my boss I'm leaving? Every time I think about it, it gives me a ton of anxiety. Plus, I have so much respect for my organization and my boss. Been here, Kayla. Been here. We've all been here. If you've ever left a job before, we feel your pain. It's very stressful. It is Mm -hmm. so stressful to give a notice that you're leaving. I mean, you say when. You have to at least give it two weeks. Um. That's really the, yeah, the, that's the baseline is two weeks. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, more time the, if, you, if you want, but I would just say two weeks is perfect. I, I want to get a bit into the political structure here where um, I had the same situation at my last company. Uh, it was a very talkative organization. So if, if I told somebody, somebody else would find out pretty much immediately type of thing. So I want to emphasize that if you have as much respect for your coworkers and your boss, as you say you do, your boss should be one of the first people to know. Yeah. Maybe if, like if your not, work, your work best friend, you kind of tell work, probably knew you were, you're leaving. Yes. So your work bestie, your work buddy who you go and get beers with after work type of thing, mm-hmm. talk to him about it or talk to her about it. But your boss has to be one of the first people to know and your boss cannot hear it from somebody else has to hear it from you. Very, very good point. Or else you're going to be maybe not in trouble, like literally in trouble, but socially and politically in trouble with that organization. Yeah. Um, Now the second point to that is I get the anxiety. I a hundred percent get the anxiety. You think everybody's going to hate you. Yada, yada. They're going to be proud of you. They're going to a hundred percent understand the situation and they're going to be excited for you. So I, yeah. if you are, you know, if you've done diligent work, you, you've been there for a while, which it sounds like you're, you're, you know, a loyal employee and you're, you're crushing it there. Um, they are going to be excited for you and they're going to be happy for you. And so it's going to be a gigantic weight off your shoulders when you do uh, talk to them about it. And you do have that response where it's like, man, I, I wish we could keep you. I'm sad. I hate that you're leaving, but I respect it and we're going to be very excited for you. So it gets better, but I understand the anxiety leading up to it. Yeah. At the end of the day, everyone moves on. Everyone does takes the next step and they probably didn't expect you to stay there forever. So they knew eventually you were going, you know, to probably move on. And this seems like a situation that's kind of just like 
you know, you're not going somewhere competing. You're not doing anything like that. You're just moving on with your life and you're, and you're Mm -hmm. going, you're taking the next step for you and your family. So there's, there will not be any hard feelings. So I feel like get that out of your head, like to be nervous about animosity or Mm -hmm. anger, they'll be happy. And what you said, they'll be proud of you. Um, I'm, what I'm curious about is if you're, how to do it if you're not in the office, you know, yeah, like, I, I was going to say Zoom seems to be so impersonal, but there's really no other way to do it. The, whatever you can do to make it an in-person conversation, try to do that. I understand maybe it's not possible for everybody, coffee? but yeah, if you're not in the office, maybe be like, I'd love to grab a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. If you're up to that, you know, safely, um, I would suggest that maybe and just yeah. for your boss, your coworkers, you can tell over email or zoom or something. Right. But I think for your boss, that's, that is difficult to do during these times. Yeah. Make it as personal as, as possible if you're able to. Um, and as far as the when goes, I think you said two weeks before, you know, you, cause you, you have to give it two Try weeks to notice, do it right? Sooner, maybe if you can, just so they can. Yeah, I'd say it's some sometime between a month before when you plan on leaving and two weeks before you plan. Like you don't want to have your last day of work be Friday and you move on a Saturday. Like that's oh, absolutely not. Yeah, a two lot is the way to do it. Yeah, a lot of things will be going on in your life. Give yourself a good buffer. Like uh, you know, you quit on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, or give your two weeks on a Wednesday, and then you have that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday to kind of wrap up your life and move out that weekend or whatever. So give yourself a bit of a buffer, but don't give yourself too much unless you're financially able to, that you're, you're sitting on your hands. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do for two or three weeks. Also, what I will suggest is after you leave, you send notes or cards. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. You send a note or a card, just like thanking them with all your contact information, your personal email, um, just Mm -hmm. to keep in touch. Or you could yep, send that we, uh, but I think a handwritten card is always a good touch. Yeah, handwritten cards to some people that because made a big time difference, and that'll also, that'll go a long way. To touch on that, that will be really great in the future. If whenever you do need a reference, like that boss is going to be there for you as a reference moving forward for your in, just in personal and business life. Like you'll have that person that can that can vouch for you, and I think just doing the most respectable respectable things that you can will really help you in the long run. Yep. And last, before we move on, don't slack off in your last couple of months there. Like, you know, you know, there's a, uh, you know, there's a change coming, you know, there, yeah, you know, you're moving somewhere else. Just, just give them the respect that they deserve and and crush it your last couple of months there. And don't, oh, by the way, don't, don't. Two weeks are going to be rough because you're going to just be like, "Eh, you're already checked out mentally. That's (laughs) the hardest part for me whenever I've quit a job. It's like those last few days, you're just like, oh my God, what am I doing here? And uh, make sure you're very careful about what you bring to your new job from your old job, i.e. if you're a salesperson, don't bring your entire uh, company's address book that you can get in a lot of trouble for. So Yeah, you may not be even be able to do that. Some people you're, have you, – you may have a non-compete and things like that. Yeah. I just know like sometimes sales executives will go and bring their whole book of business with them. And it's like, no, no, you, that's somebody else's client. That they you may make go them like that behind. Yeah. yeah. That's so just varies company to company. Be careful with that. Uh, Kayla, do you okay. want to read You want to read the next one? Yeah. So this comes from Stacy. Stacy's mom. Stop. Hey, Kayla and Brett. At the beginning of the pandemic, I started focusing on nutrition and losing weight. So Stacy was on to the hotness journey before the hotness journey even existed, pretty much. Let's go, Stacy. So far, I've dropped 50 pounds since we've been stuck at home. Way to go, Stacy. I'm a single 27-year-old gal and I'm still on dating apps. My question is, is it disingenuous to not have updated pictures? Since we haven't been going out or getting dressed up, I have no recent pictures to throw on the old profile, and I'm not really the type to post selfies. I can understand a date could be upset if we meet up for the first time and I'm 50 pounds heavier, but does it really matter for the reverse? Personally, other than losing some roundness in my face, I think I look relatively unchanged, and I've always thought I looked thinner in pictures than in person anyways. Let me know your thoughts. Thanks. Also, we have a little disclaimer at the bottom. Okay. I know 50 pounds can look vastly different depending on where you start. For reference, 
My worst was 220 and I'm down to 170. Still going strong so I can look fucking hot at my sister's rescheduled, rescheduled wedding on October 21st. Stacy, man, I feel ya. I have a wedding next month. That's that is like my hotness journey is for that. I feel you. But honestly, uh, congratulations! That is insane, and I'm so proud of you. Yes, absolutely. We are stoked for you. We are proud of you. You are carrying the torch right now on the hotness Seriously, journey. Seriously, she's winning. Yeah, she is winning the hotness journey. But I'm gonna say, I, I think that the solution here is to. Get dolled up, put on your face, put on your hair, put on a couple outfits that you've been dying to wear with your new smoking hot bod, grab a friend and just go to the park or go walk around um, downtown if you have one or just go go somewhere where you can have a cool, fun, natural looking background where it looks like, oh my God, my friend just like took this cute pic of me. We were walking to get coffee. Like have someone just take a couple good shots of you. Like with, if you have a dog, go to the park, have someone take a picture of you with your dog at the park. Like just like easy things. Don't like stage a photo shoot, just go and do something and like live. Or like, if you go to dinner, have someone take a picture of you sitting at the table, you know, like do some, just, just look for more opportunities to get that pick off. Get a friend who is as excited about your, yeah. your, hotness journey as you are how to work the angles yes you need a will to freeze in your life um, <laughs> but yeah like kayla kayla said go out and live and get a couple like candid pics of you of you doing stuff with your new yeah. body it's it, there's no shame in that at all none um and the what was i gonna say it's like oh i, I had such a good point it's such a good point kayla you lost I lost it. my train. I lost my train of thought. Um, I just want to say that no matter what, you're going to show up looking smoking hot. So this, wh- whoever you're going on dates with, will just be. They should be thankful to be in your company to begin with. And if they have any kind of issue with you, like looking hotter, then I don't. You know, I, I think though that you do need to put some updated pictures just because you've worked so hard. Like you want yeah. to, you want to show it off. So I do think you need to get some pics. Yeah. Reward that hard work that you put in last year with some new pics and an updated profile and make sure you have a picture with a friend in there, Kayla. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm, I, we're I'm very happy for you, Stacy. Stay away from like a self timer photo in your apartment. Cause that's going to be kind of weird, but Agreed. I've done it. I mean, I've done it like, but not like for a dating <laughs> app, like I've self timered myself, but um, yeah. That's my only. Yeah, thing no, you, you put in the work. You deserve to have some updated, some some pics on there, um, and not that your old pics weren't beautiful. Just if you yeah. if you put in the work, throw some new ones on there because that's that's who you are and what you work towards. So we're um, we're excited for you. Also, Kayla's the matchmaker. So if you oh yeah, that. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, let me know where you live, Stacy, and I'll I'll set you up. Maybe I know somebody. I'm just going to cut that part of the podcast. Let, let me know where you live, Stacy. Um, <laughs> okay. Not like that. I'm not going to murder you. This next murder one. You with kindness. Oh, my God. Okay. This next one comes from Sarah. Sarah asks us, hey, guys, any advice for making a career change? I'm in my mid-20s and have been working in the corporate world slash tech space since I accepted a job out of college. But although I like my company, I'm realizing that I don't like the work I'm doing or the industry that I'm in. I'm a little lost and I could use some guidance help. Okay. So the the one thing I say to do here is you just have to put a pen to paper and brainstorm. Write mm-hmm. down all the things you like to do, things you want to accomplish, changes you want to make. Just like go through it. Every time you think of something, add it to the list. Like I'm imagining like a giant whiteboard and like you're thinking of everything you want to do and you just write everything down on this board. Then you have to slowly figure out how you can channel those things and like what kind of job will help you address or like hit all, you know, pick maybe three or four things that are really important to you and then, and then go from there. I think this, this speaks to what I said earlier on this podcast where, where do you find your mind wandering on a Saturday afternoon? 
yeah. or Tuesday night with a glass of red? Like, where does your mind wander and where do you feel inspired to dig deeper? And fo- like, follow that a little bit, nurture that a little bit and see where you end up going down a rabbit hole um, and, and what line of work that might uh, put you in. You know, there's, there's mm. something to be said for, you, you know, you want to be careful that it's uh, an industry that you can make money in as a relatively young person. It's like, I, I want to be an artist. It's like, well, that's, I, I totally get that. And that's cool. You're going to struggle immediately to like make yeah. a living off being an artist. But in that same vein, you can be a curator or a, or a or social a media desi- a designer. Yeah. yeah. So there's, then, there's ways to, if you, whatever your passion may be, there's ways to adjacently get to something in that field before you can really actually follow that passion yeah. or something that I kind of have considered myself is take a, you know, bridge job. If that's something that you're financially able to do before making a full on career change and go be a, a bartender for a little bit or go like do some exploring and find yourself outside of the, the monotony and the routine that you were used to. Um, I've always said that if I had all the money in the world, I'd want to bartend in a ski town. Because I think, I think that would be like bartender in the way that like you would get people to talk. Like you would be like, Joe, what's going on today? (laughs) I can. I would. Yeah, I would want to. I like professional, like meeting people for a living. I think it would be so cool to hear stories and and listen to where people are from and and hear different perspectives. So I think like that. If I had all the money in the world, that's my passion that I would like to follow. Um, Your passion, bartending. My passion, I feel like my you're making partner. really good, like, what do they drink? An opera ski, like a white Russian. Oh, I, I can whip up an opera ski cocktail an immediately. Mar- I'm just... oh my What's God. that? An espresso oh, martini. An espresso martini after eating off the slopes at like 3.30 is divine. Divine, Kayla. I can't um, But yeah. That's, that's a really good idea to do like a bridge shop because there's the one thing that whenever I've struggled with this before, I've always thought to myself, well, the thing I really would like to do, I'd have to take three steps back in my career. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I've been out of college for like eight years now. So I'm, I'm past the point of like an entry level job. So yeah. then whenever you, whenever you want to start over, you're starting at the bottom. So you have to, most of the time you have to be prepared to take a pay cut if you're going mm-hmm. to a completely different industry. Um, unless you can find something that aligns with your experience. Like if you want to do something pretty in line with what you're already doing, maybe just a different industry, but the same type of job, like say you're like in marketing and you work for like a tech firm and you want to maybe go into something that's more like advertising, like something more Mm -hmm. artistic, that, that would be a sort of easy jump. But if you're, if you're an accountant and then you decide, you know, you want to be, an astronaut. <laughs> Those are maybe some some different things. And what you were saying about the bridge job, that would be a good opportunity if if it is something that requires like some more, you know, schooling, you can mm-hmm. always be a bartender and then take take some classes or something, you know, during the day or not necessarily classes, but like workshops. So then you can have that on your resume or like volunteer or like become be an intern like one thing I really thought what I really wanted to do right out of college was um, events like plan events. But mm-hmm. then I got too far into my, into my career to where if I were to start going into events, I would be taking a huge pay cut. So then it's like, if I thought about it and I was like, if I'm going to make this jump, I'm going to have to just keep working in my current job, but didn't get an internship at an events firm and volunteer mm-hmm. nights and weekends just to get the experience in. And if you're willing to make that work, then that is opening so many doors because then you're meeting people, you're making connections. So that's another thing you can also consider. It's just yeah. intern, keep get a right, get a, a, a bridge job and get an internship in the field that you're trying to get into. Yeah. To your point of like you, you have built a career uh, in a field, you might not like the, the career or the pathway, but that there, there's always something you can, can you can tie your experience yeah. to and creatively um, turn it into something else, right? Yeah. Like I'm just thinking resume wise, you you may be able to say this, that, and the other thing uh, on that resume based on what you've done before and and kind of colorfully 
you yeah. you do you get where I'm going here is like yeah, colorfully can also use the ever so pointless cover letter to explain yourself. You know, like yeah, exactly. I've been working in this world for a very long time, but yeah, I find that I'm way passionate about this and I'm trying to make a career change because X, Y, Z, this, you know, like you can, you can hype yourself up a lot in your cover letter. Maybe yes. that's why they have them, Brett. We've never known. Maybe this is the reasoning for people I'll that are uh, career cover Cover letters have gotten me a few pretty interesting jobs, so I'm not going to knock cover letters, but they do allow you to express yourself much more than a resume. I agree. Yeah, that is very true. Tying it all together, where does your mind wander on a Saturday afternoon when you have a beer or two? Like, what what really gets you that gets the blood flowing? And then find a way to get there using the experience you currently have, um, and we can help out too. If if you want to follow up with us and DM us, I was a I was a peer mentor as a senior in uh, senior in college. And so I helped kids write cover letters and resumes that were freshmen um, applying for co-ops. They called them at Northeastern. And so, you know, you drill past the, I want to be on wall street. I want to be an accountant. I want to sell. I'm like, but what do you like? Let's drill what down deeper. I was like, a, was it, yeah. I was a therapist. Like what, what about this? Like turns you on? Like what about this career path? What about this choice? motivates you and if they don't have an answer besides like money then i'm like and eh, try again let's let's yeah. keep going here so that's that's you look at brett see and brett can help you there spiritually brett will guide you i used to do recruiting at my last job like i helped with mm-hmm. recruiting so i have seen everything in terms of resumes and cover letters and things of that nature so i'm pretty well versed in that world but kayla and I, brett llc Oh my God, we're going to start our own recruiting job placement. Spirit we'll make guide. Your dreams come true. Kayla. Job, spirit guides. Brett. Do you have any shower thoughts this week? Um, really, my, my main shower thoughts have just been that although I am not back home with my Texans, I, I just, oh, it's just everything that's going on is breaking my heart that everyone is without power and, and water and things of that nature. So really my shower thought is just to everyone be safe, be careful, stay safe, stay warm, just stay inside. We're going to fight this. We've been through, we've been through worse things. We're going to get through it. And that's pretty much, I'm a little emotional about it, but, and um, I'm going to post on my Instagram, a couple places you can donate if you're interested just to help some people people that don't have any food and to donate to places that are sheltering people. Um, so just if you feel it in your heart to donate, that would be wonderful. Yeah. I, uh, really? I, I don't, I don't have a shower thought because I can't, I can't shower. Um, <laughs> Neither can I <laughs> actually, I could, so, but I, I'm, I'm worried the pressure isn't great here. So I just don't, I don't uh, want to risk it. No, I, I think uh, kind of tying back into this, this situation that, us Texans are in um, it, it hold people accountable for this kind of thing. Like the, this is, this is a, this is wrong. This should not have happened. There is yeah. ways around this, um, but also understand the other side of the argument. Like this is a one in 40 year storm. Um, so there is, there is a solution here somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that people should be held accountable to get to a solution where this does not happen again despite what people may be saying that this is a once in a generation because that is not an excuse. And also so. the thing is what's happening just in general is these once in a every 40 year storms are happening all over the world and different aspects. Mm-hmm. So these things that used to be so rare are happening more regularly now to where they're not going to be once in a 40, every 40 years anymore. So there needs to be mm-hmm. something that can be done to prevent this in case who knows it could very well happen again. Look at where we are. We are in a pandemic in a fucking blizzard. I have been snowed in for a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it could, I mean, it's just the way that things are going. Who knows what's next? Maybe those killer wasps are going to come back next. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there was a certain degree of like Northern toughness, like, oh, uh, snow, like whatever. Um, I very quickly realized that this is a different situation because uh, one, the power grid went down Two, there's no water three. There's no snow plows Four, there's no salt 
five, there's no communication between like my apartment complex and myself and the city and myself. Like you can't tweet once every 12 hours and expect that to suffice. Yeah. So and and saying, and hey, this is going to go on till tomorrow. Have a good night. Log yeah, off. I, I just, it, it, the, the whole PR, like Twitter PR generation, I, I want to know what's happening. Why is it happening? And a timeline for when I can expect. And if the timeline is, does not exist, I still want to know what and when. There's a pipe burst at South First and 71. This is causing this outage here, here, and here. Yeah. Just I like, agree. just just lay it out on the line, and these vague bullshit political responses and tweets are, are infuriating. But anyway, that's my shower thought, if I had yeah. one. I, I mean, mine is just to stay warm, stay safe. And also, that, did you like my, my Zillow post from yesterday? I haven't seen. My story where I, I put my couch up for adoption. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was thinking to myself, I was I was saying this yesterday when I saw that you had power because my apartment does it. And I was like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I would have just walked to Brett's house and slept on his couch because yep. I I don't know what I would be doing if I were home right now because I haven't had – my apartment complex has been out since Monday. Yeah, not a good situation. So I am going to, after this episode, go fill up a garbage can in my pool and <laughs> – Use that to flush my toilets. So. Uh, All right, Kayla. All right, Brett. Oh, wait. We got to hold on. Conclude. Here we go. Here's the conclusion. Wrap subscribe Subscribe to this podcast. Rate five stars. Give us a review. Tell a friend. Maybe we'll do some reviews next week. Uh, the hotline number to leave a voicemail, which we'll get to next week. Obviously, we couldn't do them this week because we don't have our board. But the hotline number is 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or to uh, submit a story, you can write in a link, uh, write in at the link in our Twitter bio, at Mailin Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Kayla, I will see you next week. Should we sing goodbye for now? (laughs) That was my my best um, karaoke version. Okay, well, (laughs) everyone stay safe, stay warm, and we'll see you next week.